Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Saw today from, I guess, the Twitter account. I still say Twitter, by the way. My friends call me a boomer. National Weather Service Buffalo that, Ross, this might surprise you or it might not. I don't know. You've been here several times in the last 304 days, but we have not had temperatures lower than 20 at all for a minute, for a second in 304 consecutive days and counting. How, how do you like that? 50, high 50s for Christmas. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of everywhere. In all sincerity, it just seems like everywhere I go, everybody you talk to, they talk about how it's unseasonably warm for wherever it is that they live. Now, I will say this. I'm doing the Falcons at the Bears <laughs> Sunday at 1 for CBS. So I'm back in the CBS NFL booth, which is cool. And I think I saw where the high in Chicago on Sunday is 36. Yeah. So it, it will start to get cold and certainly be colder than it has been. Um, I'm looking forward to that game, by the way. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not as many snow games, not as many really cold games, not as much time to ski, which you guys know I love. Yes. I, think that, I mean, I think this is just kind of like the way of the world now. Well, you know, it, it, um, it's noticeable just watching the NFL that, like, where are the snow games, right? Where, where are those great TV blizzard games or you know obviously last year we experienced a blizzard that was that was deadly uh but still like just you like to see legendary games buffalo other places how how were you as a player with with weather like did you look forward to snow or cold did you like as a lineman did you sort of embrace that or maybe not um well the worst weather ever by far is freezing rain i mean that is bad really bad and uh I think I've told you guys this before, but I started the only game of Larry Fitzgerald's career yes. in which he didn't have a catch. Yes, 04. It was in Buffalo, 04. It was freezing rain. And God bless my wife. That's the game where she chose to have both of her grandmothers come to the game. <laughs> so they're both like in their 80s and they've got ponchos and everything. And they just had to sit there in freezing rain. And I remember saying to my wife, well, they're never coming to a game again. <laughs> That's for sure. I mean, it was brutal. And I was the center because Teague was out. 
And I think Larry Fitzgerald, it was either his rookie year or his second year, maybe his second year, but um, he didn't have a catch because I've, I've had Mark Dalton, the SI, the, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the media guy, communications guy out for the Cardinals told me that one time, which is kind of wild. Um, Mark is a great friend of mine from when he, when he was in Buffalo, by the way. I, I like Mark very much. Yeah, he's awesome. I, I certainly did not ever look forward to uh, rain. And I think, I don't think anybody really looks forward to really, really cold, right? Like, you know, especially if you play for the Bills, like you convince yourself that like you're better suited for it. Meanwhile, I'm looking at McGahee and he looks miserable. <laughs> I'm looking at Takeo Spike and, and Eric Mo- like they're not happy. You know what I mean? Like I don't care what team they play for. They're from like South Florida or Georgia or wherever, you know? Um, which is why I always thought that was funny. Interestingly enough, we've talked about this before. Coldest game I ever played in my life. And I guess it's a top 10 coldest game in Bill's history was actually at Cincinnati of all places. I think maybe it has something to do with the water or the river. I, I don't know, but it was so, so cold. And that's the game where Takeo had a pick six against his former team. And, Jason Peters blocked a punt, recovered it for a touchdown. Yes, same Jason Peters that still plays offensive line 19 years later for the Seahawks. Uh, And all I remember is after the game, getting in the shower, and it stung. Mm. Like your skin that was exposed was so, like, red and frostbitten that it really stung especially if you had hot water. So you had to start with cold water and, and then, like, slowly make the water a little bit warmer, a little bit warmer, a little bit warmer. So think about that. Think about being outside in, like, eight-degree weather for three hours and then getting into a cold shower because <laughs> the hot shower hurts. Yeah, no good. That, that Bengal game comes up. Uh, and when it does, I always think for for a long time that the highlights of that game made the rounds for some reason on Twitter last week, and I, I called that Jason Peters play the best football play I'd ever seen, where he he blocks the punt, gets up, runs it in, like just holy cow, this guy. When it was starting, it started to get really good with that team, as you know. I mean, you were on it. Um, yeah. Well, we were. I mean, we were playing so well. And, and two quick things from that. I remember after the game, Marvin Lewis, the head coach of the Bengals, said. Hey, you don't want to play those guys in the playoffs. Good luck. Because we were playing so well. We just had such a good team. And we were playing so well at that point. And then the other thing I remember, I think think we might have had like a flea flicker for a touchdown or something in that game. But then also, remember Justin Smith? Just the awesome D-lineman for the Bengals and then the Niners for so long? Okay. So, big first-round pick, top ten guy from Missouri just a monster so we are probably up like 13 or 14 with maybe somebody can look it up like 30 seconds left right so the game's over and we're kicking a field goal because it's fourth down and i am the tight end on the field goal team which means i have to step in and protect the inside gap and then I swing open my left leg to stab the outside gap. So what teams often do is 
I'm the only guy that's really responsible for two gaps. So what teams would do is they'd bring a guy in the inside gap, a guy in the outside gap, and then you essentially have no hands, no way to defend yourself against a guy running you over Mm -hmm. because your hands are occupied in either gap with those guys. And they used to call it just to get run over with dignity. (laughs) You know? Mm -hmm. So we kicked the field goal, and Justin Smith just absolutely annihilates me, just destroys me, right? He's the middle guy. And there's some penalty, and I'm like, oh, my. So we have to re-kick. I don't know if it was against them or against us, but we have to re-kick. And there's now, like, 22 seconds left. (laughs) We're up by 16 or whatever it is. Like, this is like a meaningless field goal. And and I'm getting in my stance, and Justin Smith looks at me and says, what do you say me and you kiss one more time? (laughs) And I was like, oh. Dude, are you serious? He goes, yep. <laughs> and then just destroyed me again. And, uh, you know, that's the mindset of why he was such a good player. And that, that was really not fun. Like, that was not <laughs> – it, it's especially unfun when you see the joy the other guy is getting from it, even though you're winning by three scores and you know it's coming. Like, getting your butt kicked is never a fun thing in life. But usually you don't know what's going to happen. Like, you're not, like, signing up and being, like, it's premeditated, uh, premeditated getting destroyed. And he's like, what do you say me and you kiss one more time? I'm like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) Terrible. Terrible. I I, I mentioned that to him one time, and he he just laughed. I think that's all he does is laugh. (laughs) Well, you talk about it being called getting run over with dignity. You did that two times because you could have shifted either way. The game's over, like you said, but you uh, knew better than to do that. Um, this season, with this Bill season, some parallels to 2004. This team was not 0-4, but we've we've been here together every week, and there's been a lot of stress. And now they also kind of look like a team that's not in the playoffs yet, but one that you don't want to play. 9-6, and six, by the way, just like 2004. That is, that's remarkable. And uh, similar to us, you would imagine they would get a win this week, and then going to have a big game the last week, which might be the difference between the playoffs or not. So it might be similar, although I don't think you'll see the Dolphins be putting their second string in at all in that game. That would surprise me. Although I'll never like get over the fact that we were actually beating the starters. Yeah, It was like 17-7 when the starters were in. It was the backups that came in and, and – you know, ended up Willie Parker and the fumble return for touchdown or whatever. Like, we would have been better off going against the starters, which, whatever. Um, I'll say this. Is there any consternation over that game Saturday night? Or do people not really care? Well, I want I, Chargers game. I'll do my best with this. I've had only a couple conversations today with Eric Wood, for one, Sal Capaccio, and, like, just sort of the takeaways from that game. Uh, prior to this afternoon, I haven't had any interaction about the game because it was Christmas and, like, I don't know, we've been off. But I, I would guess that there's only a little. You know, it was a turnovers game. So not that the Bills ran over them and then fumbled at the one or anything. It wasn't that kind of game either. But it was not a game where, like, they were 
at least outplayed badly, if outplayed at all. The turnovers kept it close. Yeah, I mean, do I think Bills fans would have felt better if they won by three touchdowns and didn't have to sweat it out and felt like they continued the momentum from the Cowboys game? Sure. But the one thing I know definitively, nobody ever cares a week later how much you won by the week before. There's nothing that's less relevant than what the winning margin was the week before. It has no impact on the game against the Patriots, and no one will ever look back and say, yeah, they were 10-7 and seven or 11-6, and six, but they only beat the Chargers by two. I mean, it's, it's really immaterial. And when you see teams like the Chiefs lose to the Raiders or, you know, the Niners get smashed by the Ravens, you realize just win, right? It's kind of like the Eagles yesterday. I called that game mm-hmm. for Westwood one and there's some Eagles fans that aren't happy about it. It's like, yo, you guys just lost three games in a row. Like, just be happy you won. And it's kind of like what you said, Mike, like Eagles had almost 500 yards of offense. Like you get a pick six where the tight end falls down. You have a fumbled kickoff return to start the second half where you run into your own guy. Like there was just fluky things that were not going to, that would not happen. That doesn't mean there aren't things that the Eagles would want to correct and need to do better. And certainly clock management and hers doesn't get out of balance, stuff like that. But ultimately they won. They looked a lot better. That's all that matters. With Ross Tucker, so the AFC now, the, yes, there's a path for the Bills to get the division and the two, which you know speaks for itself if they do that. Easier home matchup, another home game in week two, all of it, all the advantages. If they don't, say Miami wins Sunday in Baltimore, and that's it. And so the Bills are, you know, they get a wild card, but we're looking at road games. You've got the Dolphins. You've got Baltimore looking so strong. Even Kansas City, who I can't wait to hear you, your take on. What is the balance of power for you right now in the AFC? And is there anyone else, like Cleveland or somebody, that you would take seriously? Yeah, I mean, I think I would take Cleveland seriously. I, I'm going to do my power rankings actually tomorrow, this week, on the Ross Tucker podcast. We're kind of pushed back a day because of Christmas. I think I still have the Bills as the third best team. I think I have Ravens one. Niners two, Bills three, and then, I don't know, probably Eagles, Dolphins, Cowboys, something like that. Um, you know, I, I think, in my mind, teams that can win multiple playoff games are Baltimore, Miami, Kansas City, Buffalo, and Cleveland. Cleveland's defense is good enough, and Flacco's playing well enough that they could win multiple playoff games, especially if they have the five seed and they start mm-hmm. by playing, you know, the AFC South champ, which whoever that is, isn't looking real impressive right now. So basically for the bills, it's kind of like they could be the two seed and they could also be the six or the seven or out. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. what, what happens if they beat new England, but lose to the dolphins, they still have a pretty good look at the playoffs and the six seed. If that happens with one more win. They they could actually clinch a spot this week, uh, regardless of how Miami does. So Cleveland is a good favorite to be the five. Buffalo's a pretty good favorite to be the six if they don't get to the two. Man, that would be remarkable, isn't it? That Chiefs. The Chiefs limp to the finish line as much as they are, and the Bills finish really strongly, and yet the wild card matchup is still the Bills 
at the Chiefs. And I would imagine that Bills fans wouldn't feel great about that. I mean, yeah. I know they beat them a couple weeks ago, but what are the odds that you can beat them twice at Kansas City in like a six-week six week spread? Right, which would be four times in three seasons. And also never in the playoffs. And also not in the playoffs. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that would be – Wow. That would be such a bitter pill to swallow, I feel like, for Bills fans if that's how it goes down. Well, You know, that they make the playoffs, they play the Chiefs, and then they lose to them again. Well, Ross, where are you on Kansas City? Because they look like they have cracked. Kelsey throwing the helmet. Mahomes yelling. It looks like a team on tilt. Yeah, no, um, I'm, I'm shocked. I really am. I mean, they, they, they were so good last year. You know, I mean, they were still the Chiefs last year, even without Tyreek Hill. I would have thought the year they're having this year would have been last year and that this year would have been, you know, like the way they played last year. It's weird to me that it's flipped. Really weird to me um, that it's kind of flipped like it has. You know, I... We've just seen it too many times, though. You know, like, I don't think they're going to go to the Super Bowl. I don't think they're going to win it. But it's kind of like this game for them on Sunday. Like, I'm picking them to win. I don't believe they're going to lose back-to-back home games with Mahomes. And I know it's possible, but it's, again, it's one of those things where it's like, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. And I think if it's Chiefs-Bills playoff game, I'd be surprised if it doesn't come down to the very end. And then, you know, you're talking about one play here, one play there, one one turnover, one coaching decision, kind of like it seems like it always is with, between those two. Which is exactly why that bucket of factors, exactly why fans here would be nervous. You know, you've seen it borne out in previous meetings in the playoffs, and I don't know. Rather, just out of curiosity, would you rather, if Bills fans are being honest, would they rather be – the seventh seed and play at Miami or have they seen enough of the chiefs to say, no, I'd still rather play the chiefs the way they're struggling. That's a good question. It would be off of a game against the dolphins, which maybe the bills would have lost in that scenario. Um, and that could change it. But what you have with the chiefs is the, the realization that it's winnable. I mean, these games have been close. The bills have won three years in a row there. Like we mentioned also, the possibility to be the team to, to punch them out, which would feel so good for the fans and probably the team. So I, I want to say that that's question. the choice. What if, what if they win that game, but then they lose the next week? Is it <laughs> would, would fans feel like it was a good season because they knocked the Chiefs out of the playoffs? Or would it be disappointing because they still didn't even get back to the AFC Championship game? Do I need to get you to sign something if I ask these questions in the coming days? Do I need your permission to uh, – you were born to do but this, I Ross. I want you to because <laughs> I'm always very curious. Like, that's why I'm envious of your jobs because I think it's cool to be able to take calls and get the pulse of the fans and find out how they would feel about it. Now, just so you know, and you guys know this, right now they would say, no, I wouldn't be happy. No, no, it's, it's not enough just to be the Chiefs. But then that's one where it's like a couple weeks afterwards and maybe they feel differently, right? Yeah. But right now they're not going to admit that they feel like it would be a nice comeback of a season 
to go from six and six to winning a road playoff game and knocking the Chiefs out. Whereas, like, when they were six and six, Bills fans would have signed up for that in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Here's, but now they have, they have bigger eyes on a bigger prize, and I don't blame them. Here's my answer quickly to your second of those two questions. Uh, would you want to win and then lose the second game? Would that feel like a good season? I don't think, and I think I would say this for myself, I don't think any season that doesn't end in a Super Bowl appearance will be called a good season. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Interesting. Because that's where we started. They've 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 been to the playoffs. They've won a playoff game three years in a row. Like the whole thing has been about a championship. It went sideways, but it's back to the point right now where like everybody says the same thing about them. Watch out. And if they lose in the second round again to like the Ravens, it's another year where Josh Allen didn't get there and this time it's Lamar Jackson, say who does. That's not gonna sit well. I mean that they they've done a nice job here. But that would not be uh, – fans would not be and then also, impressed. And then also it's like you really wouldn't have clarity on what the next steps are. Right. When you were 6-6, six and six, it felt like there was a little bit more clarity about, you know, what might happen with McDermott or whatever, or what things they could do to get better. But now that they're winning after the OC change, now it's like it seems like McDermott, barring something unforeseen, would be back next year. And I don't, I don't disagree with that. Right. Ross, hope you had a great Christmas. Thanks for your time. Absolutely. Likewise. Great talking with you guys. Thank you. Ross Tucker's appearance on the Western Hotline brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at northwest.com. I mean, feel free to take one of Ross's questions. You want the Dolphins or the Chiefs if it has to be a road game in week one? I think I probably speak for many, many fans. Because I I wouldn't expect a lot of fans to be like, oh, no, no, I'd I'd take a second-round loss to Baltimore right now. (laughs) Who is who is raising their hand for that? But Ross is uh, meant to do this kind of work. He's just really smart and creative. Mike Schopier, Bulldog, is off. Back after sports, 803-0550 to join me. This is WGR. we got to do our job. Antonio Pierce should be the future head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. This league is about results. This league is about meritocracy. This league is about opportunity. He has absolutely handled that at the forefront. So, I wanted to say that before we get into the Chiefs. Dan Orlovsky of ESPN. I would have a tough time with that one. Antonio Pierce seems very respectable. Like, players sound like they love him. They've won a couple. I mean, more than just that. I mean, they beat the Chargers by 40, and then they won at Arrowhead Stadium with their defense. Like, props. Props. I would just never 
want to lean into my defensive coordinator as my future, especially when it's off of two or three games. Like that is just, I think I'm setting myself up for a situation where next year I'm seven and 10. I mean, shouldn't the Raiders be right in the mix for, I mean, I don't know if they're going to win too many games here to get a good prospect in the draft, but I mean, they're totally a team that should want that. And so look out, right? We had, the Jets with Darnold were an example of this. You can just um, get stuck. So I'd really have a tough time. If that were us, I'd really have a tough time with it because I wouldn't want to disparage at all who the guy is, what he's accomplished, what people say about him. I just know that I would not want to sign myself up for probably at least two years with a defensive coach. You know, I just, we've been all through it. <laughs> we've been all through it. And of course, saying that because the Bills have a defensive coach and people have argued about what they should do about that. If anything, the Bills have won a lot of games. So maybe the Raiders would too. 803-0550, I'm Mike Shope. Merry Christmas. Thanks for joining me. Bulldog is off this week. Josh is next. Hi, Josh. Hey, how's it going? Good, thank you. Good. So would you agree, obviously, you know, need Miami to lose, right? And then the Bills potentially getting into the second seed, right? Yes. Other than that, they're either going to Baltimore, potentially, you know, to Miami or, you know, of course, to the Chiefs. And obviously the past few years playing the Chiefs at home in the playoffs hasn't really worked out. So do you think that the Ravens are going to beat Miami next week? And, of course, we're going to have to take care of business with the Pats. I don't know if the Ravens are up to it. I mean, they had five turnovers against San Francisco and only won by 14. A good team would have won by 20-plus points. Do you agree with that? Man, it was their game. Um, I I don't know what will happen between those teams. Baltimore is a four-point favorite. Miami did win there last year, if that means anything. I mean, it was week two, and I think the score might have been 45-42, a crazy game where the Ravens led 35-10, and then Miami got there. Both quarterbacks went off. Look, I mean, just who knows? Who knows? I mean, I think Baltimore Baltimore has earned its record. You can say what you said about last right. night's game, but they are not a fluke. And one last question for you. If Miami does pull it off next week, right, Bills beat the Pats, and let's say, you know, the Bengals end up losing and uh, Seattle wins and we got the playoff spot, right? we rest, the, rest our starters and have them take a couple weeks off? I that's that's a good question. That's a good question, Josh. So I have not thought about this yet, but let's say that happens. Since you asked, Miami wins the division race is over, and the Bills clinch Sunday, and it ends up that their game in Miami would not be important. Man, what a letdown! Kind of, <laughs> I don't know. Would you want that? I guess. No, I'm not going to sign up for that because they, Miami could lose. Uh, so I would not take that scenario right now myself maybe you would but would they rest guys you know history says no because they've been in scenarios where the game really meant nothing that would that could be one where you're a different seed as a as a wild card but you're still a road team and maybe not not all teams would consider that super important but Sean McDermott has played his guys, at least for part of games, you know, Diggs too, Allen, in these games in the last week of the season that didn't matter. 
So um, my guess would be that he would do the same thing. Thank you, Josh. Stephen is next. Hi, Stephen. Yeah, hey, good afternoon, and uh, belated Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Yeah, speaking of which, I want to say, first of all, so Buffalo got some real Christmas presents with losses by the Broncos, Texans, Colts, Bengals, and Chiefs. So that helped them a lot in their pursuit of a playoff spot and also with the division win. Um, now, I want to say this, too. You know, if you look back at Buffalo's season, I looked at all the different games, all the blowouts have been on Buffalo's end winning, okay, the big, you know, really big scoring games. The biggest loss Buffalo's had, there was a couple of teams that beat them by six points. That's it. All right, now, yeah, there's probably a couple teams in there that beat Buffalo that legitimately beat them, but I think from my standpoint, because of the talent Buffalo has and the capability that I know they have, when they're on point, they're unbeatable. Buffalo beats themselves with the penalties, the turnovers, the stupid mistakes, like 12 men on the field against Denver. So the thing I'm saying is that I can see Buffalo taking the division and going all the way to the Super Bowl this year and winning it if they stay focused and don't do those things that they did. I mean, look, at there was like three games they lost or they tied in the case of Philadelphia in the last couple minutes and went into overtime. You know, they could have won those games. Um, you know, you had New England, uh, the Jets at the beginning of the season. That was ridiculous. Uh, you know, so and then, of course, Denver. So, you know, Buffalo just needs to stay focused. You know, they've got what it takes. And I got to say this, too. Kudos to the defense with sustaining the injuries they have, like, uh, you know, Milano. Man, I mean, they've, they've really stepped up. That game against uh, the, the Chargers, that was a scary game. Uh, Buffalo could have very easily have lost that game, but the, the defense came through, and, you know, thankfully uh, Bass was able to kick that field goal after that march down the field 67 years, or yards, I think it was. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, and it was also great to see when Josh threw that 57-yarder uh, for a touchdown to Gabe Davis. So, you know, I, I'm just saying I want to see Buffalo do what I know they're capable of doing, and I want to see them go all the way because Josh Allen deserves MVP. That guy is amazing. His, his athletic ability, yep. when he's like, looks like he's going to go out of bounds and he threads it through two defenders into the end zone, he's done that over and over again, or when he's running for a touchdown. So, Buffalo, keep going. Don't look back. You've got what it takes. You've got the momentum now, and you can go all the way this year. All right. Thanks, Stephen. One point he made was about the close losses, and that I'm always happy to elaborate on that when that comes up. They have one loss. I want to know how many games this is. Going back to October of 2020, three years plus – Two months, 50 to 60 games. They have one loss by more than one score. Asterisk. In the regular season. That conveniently omits two playoff games. The AFC Championship in Kansas City, where they lost by 14, and the Bengal game last year. Otherwise, it's a loss to Indianapolis midseason two years ago. Downpour. Fumble after fumble, Jonathan Taylor, five touchdowns. I mean, a fluke game. Carson Wentz, that's it. 
I mean, that is an amazing streak of consistency. And it's always this, and it is in, in this case still, because we're still not to the playoffs. The close games thing, you can look at it either way. And we're talking to Ross Tucker there a few minutes ago, who asks the question, one question that everyone will ask if it happens that the Bills go to Kansas City in week one, which right now is probably the likeliest matchup. Now, it's not maybe super likely, but I doubt there's another combination Bills as a six or a two, whatever, where it wouldn't be as if they're the two because so many different teams could be the seven. It's the likeliest outcome right now is that it's Buffalo at Kansas City in week one of the playoffs. And the question that everyone will ask is, what if it's close? Because shouldn't it be close? Is it probably going to be close? Yes. Does it have to be? Probably will. The Chiefs just had a game where they just couldn't do anything right, and that game was close, right? So you'd expect a close game. And they did, Buffalo did win that close game this year in Kansas City. So it's, of course, possible, but I think a lot of people would doubt them in that in that spot. And it's really be, partly because of who you're playing, a team that just does not lose in the postseason very often. Um, and they're always at home. So that is a, such an interesting possibility. And we'll see what, you know, your close games God says now. Uh, whether he's going to keep punishing you or whether he's going to reward you, you know, hashtag regression, and th- there you go. What else could happen if the Bills don't win the division? If Miami clinches by winning Sunday, then they would be one win away from the one. They would still have to win it. The Ravens are a game ahead. So if the Ravens beat Miami... They're all set. They're the one. Their Week 18 game against Pittsburgh would not mean anything. They'd get the next week off besides, so who knows what they would do. They're all set if they win this game against Miami. If Miami wins, the Dolphins will still need the next week's game for the one seed. If the Bills lose to New England somehow, the division would be over, but that probably won't happen, so you'd have it all be on the line if both the Ravens and the Bills here win this week. And... I don't know. I don't know all the possibilities there, but pretty good chance you're in already by this week's win, Buffalo. And then you could go to Kansas City. Maybe you could go to an AFC South team if the Chiefs continue to lose. Or maybe, no, you can't. Miami can do no worse than the than the two. And, and the Bills can do no worse than the two if they win the division because they will have an 11-6 and six record. To win the AFC East, they have to have an 11-6 and six record. And best Kansas City can do is 11-6, and six, and the Bills have beaten the Chiefs. So I think the only home slot the Bills can achieve is the two. They can't get to the one anymore. Baltimore has 12 wins, and they would never be the three or the four. four the four, the first-place team, has eight wins. The Bills cannot win the division without winning both of their games. So yeah, it's the two or five, six, seven are all the, that's it. That's all that's possible here. And if you're the two, you're playing, of course, I mean, it's huge. You're playing at home and maybe twice and you're not playing the chiefs. You're not playing the dolphins. You're playing, well, you know, the dolphins probably be the six at worst. 
So you're playing uh, the Colts or the Texans or the Steelers or somebody like that. Man, okay. (laughs) That's what's on the line in Miami at Baltimore this week. The chance of that. Because if, if the Bills win and the Ravens win, I think next week will be, we got it. The way the Bills have really clicked in games against the Dolphins, I think that'll be, you know, we, we might get cocky, but I think next week would be they've got it if the, if the Ravens win and the Bills win against New England. Could be wrong, but I think that's what it would sound like. 803-0550 for your calls. Mike Shope here today. Bulldog is off this week for the holidays. Getting connected with our fans brought to you by Northtown Kia. Western New York's number one Kia dealer. Shop online at NorthtownKia.com. You did not miss reverse AFC power rankings. We pushed that off a day with Eric Wood on earlier, Sal and Ross Tucker today as well. Lines are open. This is WGR. Been a fun afternoon. Thanks for being along. Talking to Sal earlier about, among other things, Josh Allen mic'd up. A lot of fans enjoyed that. Uh, that's something you can get at the Bills website, I imagine. Talking to Ross Tucker as well. I had one thing written down for Sal that I didn't ask him about, which was the possibility of Christian McCaffrey winning the MVP. And one thing for Ross that I didn't mention, uh, Kevin Stefanski, similar. Ross had a tweet last week, how is the Browns coach not a better option for coach of the year? And that's another really interesting award this year where – Consensus has moved many times. Uh, it was Dan Campbell's to lose for a while. Mike McDaniel maybe early. Uh, the Colts coach last week, Steichen, and I objected to that. Like we don't even know if he's good, but they have a good record, and you didn't think they would. So coach of the year, and then they lose to Atlanta, kind of big. So he's out, and now it's the Browns coach because you didn't think they were good. So it should be the Browns coach over expectations. And I don't know, it's a fun one to debate, but Ross kind of called that. And the Browns are very much live as the favorite to win the five seed. They have the Jets at home Thursday night, assuming that Baltimore does not melt down and lose both games, opening the door, leaving the door open for Cleveland. Um, The Browns are only playing for the wild card, but Jets and then at the Bengals to close it. And really, there's a lesson in, I'll be quick here, there's a lesson in what the last three or four weeks have been in the AFC, where you've got the playoff odds and the bills are, are very low, and they've got all these other teams, some of whom they've lost to, tiebreakers, it's just too early to get too serious. And the one thing I think we did know was that some of these teams in the middle, like Pittsburgh and Cincinnati, are not that good. And so, really, it's not. it shouldn't be that surprising when the Steelers lose at home to Arizona and New England and the Bengals go to Pittsburgh and kind of get blown out. Like, they're just not good enough teams to keep winning. You, you know, probably. The Browns have kind of done it, and maybe they're better than those teams. Maybe there's an easy explanation for that, but that's the thing. Like, I think what I might have been guilty of is looking at the Bills' schedule and thinking, well, man – I got to beat Kansas City and Dallas and Miami or and Philadelphia. 
man, losing to Denver and New England and the Jets, this is a problem. It certainly has been a challenge, but they've been good enough to do it, and the likes of the Pittsburgh Steelers are just not. So Denver is another one. Denver might be the best example because they beat the Bills. I think they're in there figuring out ways through turnovers to win games, but come on, they lose at home to New England. They lost another one. They lost big in Detroit, just not even close. So the record is the thing, but all those teams are kind of mediocre, maybe at best, and the Bills are good. And here we are with two weeks left where they look like they're in great shape. Kind of, you could have seen it coming. 803-0550 for your calls. Mike Shope here. Bulldog is off. This is WGR. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 